We're live, we're kicking, and on today's episode, I've had him back with me, how are you doing? <laughs> Great, thanks. All good. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about all things boot camp. So for them that doesn't know, myself and Adam have ran a boot camp for the last five, six years, haven't we, mate? Uh, it was six years, I think. It would have been six years. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels as if it's came to the end of an era with it due to us wrapping up the fitness side of it. Obviously, we're still going to run the the day retreats, the weekend retreats. And this is what we're going to explore, mate. When I say body fit camp, what comes to your mind, mate? Do you know what? It's some of the best times of my life, to be honest with you. Especially when I think back to... See, when we first started, that sort of naivety that we had where we didn't really have a fucking clue what we were doing. But <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something... See that naivety and that rawness where you're just doing it for the love and joy of doing something? And if somebody was looking... F- in from the outside, they'd be like, what are these two guys actually doing? But I had so much fun with it, mate. Yeah, I can always remember when I started in Pure Gym, then maybe about a month later, we were sitting in the, the little communal area, yep. and you're like, to me, do you want to start a boot camp? And I'm like, do you want to start a boot camp? Aye, why not? I'm like, right, let's meet, let's meet at lunchtime, let's see. Then we sat down and you're like, right, this is what we'll do, because you had previous experience yep. here. I was just like, yep, yep, <laughs> let's do it. And then we started for the free the free classes in Pure Gym. Oh, I actually forgot <laughs> about the free classes in Pure Gym. They were good. They were good. And, and basically that started the, the process of body fit, didn't it? Yep. Um, those free classes, they were busy, those free classes. It was Tuesday night, it's like eight or half eight or something tu- like that. Tu- so we slotted in Tuesday night at eight. Mm. We were collecting, obviously, emails and rounding up all the members in Pure Gym, whether you think that's right or wrong. <laughs> but we, did, we obviously didn't know at that point that the boot camp has obviously got to be successful the first year. No. Now, the, the first story always comes to my mind when we were working around le- breaking locations in Glasgow was Old Mary. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to come here, didn't you? I did. And, uh, I remember I was so wrecked at the before first you, time. Before you go, describe this woman. She's probably a typical, <laughs> a typical old Glaswegian woman that, when she's when she is somewhere, she when I mean, she was part part of the cricket club for yeah. the time when we were there, and um, it was her way or no way, and she <laughs> she ran the roost. It was not to do with Keith or anything like that. She just ran the roost, and obviously we there, mate. We turned up. We seen these tennis courts. They were unlocked. We just walked in straight away, and she's like, "What you doing? If you're having a go at us, like, oh, I just thought this would be a good location. The door was open." So, no, no, I haven't done of it. But at that, we were like, right, this is this is our spot. We're going to take it. And I remember the first time we showed up for the, <laughs> the first outdoor session. Told everybody we'll meet there. And then we turned up and she put a, a padlock in the gate. <laughs> she, locked, she locked his out. She's probably one of the most eccentric women I think I've ever, ever, ever met. And that was it. This is private property. Get off. I'm like, so, sorry, who do we contact? Uh, or who are these actually in use? Does someone use these? And then she started telling us the full story about the history. And this is where she played tennis. And she's been a member of this club. And blah, blah, blah. And obviously... Wasn't it very welcoming, was it? But no, 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 <laughs> when, you, when, when you got to know her over the years, she became a wee bit more softer. And that's where it started. Just wrecking the, the cricket. The, the, I was going to say the cricket. It would have been a hard playing on the cricket surface. The tennis courts at the cricket club. And to be honest, that tennis court 
I've got to say, it held up well <laughs> over the years, but obviously it disintegrated towards the end. But at the very start, it was ideal. It was, do you know what, mates, for what we did, it was absolutely solid and sound at the time. It was a safe place where people could train outdoors without dogs getting in and all that malarkey. And as you say, they didn't have holes in it when we first took over on that. And I think for anybody watching this and thinking about starting a business, those first, what, 10, 12 people we got were key to growing but they were also the hardest to get, mate. Hard, very, very hardest. And before I, I go on to talk about that, in, anyone who is from Glasgow or out with Glasgow got to visit Glasgow, go visit Pollock Country Park and go a walk around. It's probably one of the most scenic parks. And you'll see the cricket club. It's a big white building that stands out like a sore thumb. And you'll see the, the tennis courts, although they, I think they are getting obviously dug up and made into a similar side. And I loved it there, mate, just doing the boot camp because of the scenery. It was like nothing else, do you know what I mean? I mean, especially because you're in Glasgow, the south side, and it's busy as anything, and all of a sudden you just walk into a spark and you feel like you're somewhere else. Some, somewhere else, and it was amazing. And you're going on to the first 12 or 15 members. It was, considering, we, I would say we had probably about 50, 60 people doing the free. Easily, probably. And it was, how hard was it to convert them into... Moving down to Port Park into a, like a, a membership, and it was like trying to do PT sessions, shots, water bottles <laughs> to get them to sign up for a thirty-five pound membership for four. I think it was four sessions a week. It was, it was six six pm Monday, Wednesday, Friday, oh, and a Saturday. Aye, uh, because I was still doing the shift work in Pure Gym, so <laughs> you were as I, as I was going to go into the old Peugeot van we bought. That's right. Oh, and, 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 and filled it up full of kettlebells and all the equipment, and it was fucking gone for pure gym and shawlins all the way down to Paul Park with the fucking arse scraping off. I think it bent the suspension actually. Was de- your van was definitely fucked, mate. And it was, uh, to be honest, I don't even think that's what wrote it off, mate. I think. <laughs> Which is worrying. I, I can always remember driving that van from, from, from my house down to Trun. And I fucking went to press the clutch and it just snapped and I'm like, fucking hell, man. Is that, was that the device of it? I don't think that was the device yet. It was not the device. I got a, a tone and somebody fixed it. I, I don't know. It was, I, think it was, I think I was just looking at it one day and I was like, I need to get rid of this fucking thing. <laughs> See, I, was, I remember the first time I came to Pure Gym, got the keys off you, I picked it up and I was driving it down and we parked in that car park at the yeah. time. I think you'd parked up at the top. And there was a, like a wee ramp to come down. I remember pushing the brakes and nothing was really, <laughs> nothing was really happening. I was like, oh, fuck, can you tell me about this? I know, it was honestly, what a, what a van it was. I think I, I sold it. I sold it. I scrapped it for 250 quid. The guy came and picked up. I was like, it still runs in that, mate. He said, don't worry, mate. I'm just going to scrap it. <laughs> Probably safer for everybody. <laughs> take his stuff off it. But... I always think back to reading Joe Wicks' story. Like he, yep. was, I don't think it was a Peugeot fan, but he was had a wee cart. He had a cart on the bike, I think he had. A cart, cart on the bike, and he was just, all his equipment, I think it must have been Hyde Park or something. He London. probably didn't have 200 kilo kettlebells <laughs> back of <laughs> that. Not on his bike, maybe six or seven, but that was always, when I was, we were starting the boot camp, you were like, looking at similar people who, who obviously ran boot camps and his story, that's what resonated. It was like, Ah, similar to Joe Wicks, the Peugeot fan firing about, trying to get something up and running. And it did, that first summer was, was great, wasn't it? It was, 
I think number one, the weather was like the best we'd had in so long. The oh. summer was absolutely. Because when did we start? April. April, March. We, yeah, we started the. Uh, so we sat down in the October 2007, uh, October or November 2017, and says, This is when we're going to start. This is what we're going to do. We'll use Pure Gym. We'll use the free classes. We'll try and drum up some support. <laughs> within this period of time, we'll go and recce different areas within the south side. Obviously, we came across the cricket club. And we started the f- free sessions, I think, in the February, mate. Uh, that was outdoors at the cricket club. Kind of up towards... They're building up towards launching it in April when the, better, when the clocks went back. Do you remember our first name? Shred Camp. Shred Camp. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit heavy, wasn't it? Shred, ah, it was, Shred Camp, I can remember. It's a good that. name, but I think what we decided at the time was that we were for, we were for average Joe. Yeah. We were only about getting shredded. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite a PT term, wasn't it? It was, it was a PT back, back then, and body fit, it's more subtle and it's not as aggressive or yeah. it, it's not, it won't put anyone off. You know that was I mean? it, we didn't want people to think coming in with preconceptions of what a boot camp was. It was the same as well, obviously, we talked about maybe like dressing in army gear and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, we just need to make I was it. Like, it's just the idea of British military fitness, I guess that's where the term originates from, but camp is mili- military. Yeah, and it yeah. just became an, a niche that everybody jumped on and I'm going to start a boot camp, so it was. So the times were, the early times were amazing. I thought that first, that first summer, it was, it was absolutely roasting. We had... I think we ended up building, we must have built up to about 150 odd members. We must have, made. I think it goes back to that. Anybody that was in fitness would have all of a sudden been looking like, who are these two guys and where have they got all these people <laughs> from all of a sudden? It's just, I don't know, I think. Power of social media. Social media definitely played a huge part. We had our marketing downtown. I mean, obviously everybody copies our ads now, but um, not that we were pioneers or like that. We just had a great original concept that... It was the 20 days for £20, wasn't 20, it? 20 days for £20, so that was the offer, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a, offer. Great, a great a great, offer, and then it just obviously, then you started seeing it everywhere, but as for it is, isn't it? I hate it <laughs> as, people as, like... as they say, there's nothing new under the sun. No. I don't know why people get pissed off about people copying. And I, I never understand that, mate. <laughs> like, nobody's I, original. Nobody's original, no. It's just people taking ideas and spinning their own little fucking concept. Like, I must have seen the idea somewhere else and put our own spin on it yeah but uh, trials were I remember the first trial we got proper busy we must have 35 40 people turn up easy and at that time we only ran the one session yeah there was no choice it was just 6pm or nothing Um, it was was the first trial sessions where Super, super busy with that offer, 20 for 20. Yep. £20, and that was you for like three weeks of training. Yep. Four, four or five sessions a week outdoors. The sun was beating down, and we were over delivering. We're getting oh, the And we had all the online stuff, the community aspect of it. We were doing the nutrition, we were doing the My Fitness Pulse screenshots every, <laughs> every night within the group. We were doing little meetups, and we'd some are, some are, I don't know, like, we'd done all sorts, didn't we? We did, 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 we did
I think the first, what, four months we didn't even get paid, mate. No, no. Everything we got was put into the business. I think the best month we had in terms of us taking away was like 100, 100 quid or something 100, 100 quid. I in that time, we were, everything that we were doing was cash early to get it up and running and yep. just reinvesting it back into equipment, reinvest. For instance, coming to the end of that summer and into the autumn time when it was starting to get dark, we never did any floodlights. <laughs> so we had to go, had to go to B and remember, and buy the little fucking portable ones, and we had like eight portables up in the fence, and it only lit up like a few meters. Uh, it was like a wee tiny bit, of a wee tiny bit of this big massive tennis court, until we actually had money to go and put actual floodlights up. Yeah, so all these little memories come back. You're like, fucking I, I completely you forgot go, about floodlights. You like that lesson for me is you need to want something in life, like. To go to the lives, putting the and and keeping it going, and it, it's I. What is your biggest lesson for that year? Can you remember? Probably the two was one when you want something, you just go after it relentlessly. It doesn't matter what happens. You have to enjoy it. I think if you're doing something and you're not really enjoying it, you're probably not going to stick it. But I don't know. I just fucking loved everything about it. Loved the community. I loved the sessions. I didn't. At no point did I ever drive to work and think, great, boot camp, I was actually like so joyous about going to work. And I think the third one is that it doesn't matter what you've got, mate, you can have the best facility, the best equipment. None of this matters. People buy in to you and they buy into everything that you're about, mate. As you say, people were training a tennis court with eight wee tiny floodlights <laughs> that let off a tiny wee section. And they loved it, yeah. regardless of the weather, regardless of anything. And I, th- I think that's a great point for any any coach out there. People buy into you. And if they see you're passionate about what you're doing, if they see that you're invested in them and getting them... Let's say it wasn't even about getting people... Well, it was because we were getting people results in and we were doing well, the best we can because up. people were rocking up, we were weighing them, we were measuring them. <laughs> We were redoing it every month. We were doing everything to get people results. But I think the biggest one for me was just to get people out, get them part of a community, get them moving and building something that obviously then grew arms and legs. And I think the biggest lesson for me was not that period of time because I was still learning and I was still enjoying it. And I was probably in cloud nine then because I'd left the Marines started personal training and I started I was working for myself and I felt this is freedom and enjoying this putting sessions on people are loving it but I was just like oh, this is amazing I could do this all my life and then obviously human nature in it you start thinking right what next I can grow this bit the business side of you starts going right how can we grow this bigger and the, probably the biggest lesson for me was from Keith yeah and definitely Keith Brandy Keith, Disney know Keith was the president of the cricket club a very well-educated man, older than us, very more experienced than us. And I says to him, Keith, I'm going to start another boot camp. And we don't know yet where, and he's like, have you thought this through? That's There's 150-odd members here, everybody's loving it, I could do this anywhere, we could do this anywhere. I'm like, yeah, we're going, and he's like, just be careful, and he says exactly what you says there, is, he says, these members have bought into you, so if you go not in somewhere else, and you take your time and attention somewhere else, these people aren't going to be happy about that. And I was like, don't be fucking daft, you. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? Uh, Listen, not, and we went not up Kilmarnock. I mean, the thing was, we opened up Kelly, mate, and Kelly was again like a resounding success. We had, I say, we must have sold 
a hundred people onto trial and maybe 75 turned up out of the hundred that was sold. Mm. But it was carnage. If everyone's fitness, to have 75 people that you've never met before in your life, most of which, what, 90% probably have never exercised in the past five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn up and for us to put on a session, it was hard work. It was, I don't, it wasn't well thought through. Obviously we've talked about it before. In hindsight, we should have just said, you start this month and you start next month because it was just it was Carl- chaos. Oh, it was carnage. Bear in mind, we've still got 150 people up at Pollock. Uh, and then... Uh, but this isn't the worst yet. Fucking four weeks later, we decided to open up another one in Hamilton. Just like, what do you think of it? <laughs> Kelly's just starting. You've got the members there. You've Then you're like, man, we've like started opening up in Hamilton. So we ended up with three boot camps in a year. I know what I was saying, was it this and, and we just, we overstretched our limits and Keith was obviously right in what he was saying. Of course, we were still just a two-man band. Two-man, aye, because we had... Uh, if you can remember the Pollock timetable was Monday, Wednesday Thursday Friday, 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 Friday Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday yeah. and Hamilton and Kelly were Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. so you were you were doing Kelly on the Tuesday, Thursday and I was doing Hamilton on the Tuesday, Thursday yeah. and we both did Pollock Monday no, we did, both did Pollock Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday that's yeah. right and then we had who did we have in Elmas at that time doing a Saturday I did was Kelly Saturday, you did Pollock Andy. Saturday. Who was it? Andy, maybe? Andy? Andy Dunn? It was either Andy Dunn or... Did your brother help us to start I with? helped us, or he, my brother's pal, so he did. But I'm sure I brought Andy in and he did the Saturday. He was doing Hamilton with me. And That's he right. did the Saturday session. So oh, I was a, it was an evolution within a year, starting, starting the one at Pollock for Pure Gym. Then by the... And not the end of that year, but by the summer we had the the previous year or the future year we had three boot camps. Three boot camps. We had about three hundred on members. <laughs> I, I, I always say is like I look back and I think is when you need to enjoy what you do because I don't think looking back have it in me to do it again. Yeah. Knowing what we, I mean, the thing is, my wee girl must only been about one, two, something like that. So I was still dealing with it like. The repercussions of family, a week girl didn't go to school or anything. So I, I don't really remember much about it in terms of like a family life. Like yeah. I don't remember what. I remember she came to Pollock a few times with me, which is always a benefit. Or, and it's, it's probably something I've learned, as, as you're saying there, mate, is learning in this business going forward. And what I've learned a life lesson out of it is just focus on one thing, especially in this. I suppose what you're saying, people buy any people. Yeah, oh, definitely. So you get when you start going and trying to overstretch yourself, then that's when things quickly, or not quickly, come to one down, but they don't grow. They don't grow, and I think there becomes a lot of pressure on you. Like we're working every day, mate. Every day, yeah. And when we and not that's just not in terms of like a physical session. Obviously, turning up was part of it, but in the group, there was how comments. Did, how, how were you feeling at that time in terms of? Did you feel as if I'm getting overworked here and I'm, not, I'm starting to not enjoy do, taking sessions? I don't remember feeling overworked, I don't think. like it, I remember feeling busy and I, I remember a few like Tuesday and Thursday mornings which would have been our days off when I'm getting up at five o'clock again to go down and do the sessions and obviously we're 
we'd done all the sessions together and all of a sudden you're doing them by yourself, you're sitting up by yourself, thinking, I think I'm tired. I think the memories come back as well. If you, the, when, you mem- when you remember the members, you snap it. <laughs> don't usually push you off the one day, you just slip and you just yeah. okay and then they're like, Whoa, where did that come from? You've been, oh, you've been pissing me off for months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a bad day. Then, <laughs> then you're like, Oh fuck, and then everybody starts taking the piss, don't they? Oh wait, I remember you get ripped. <laughs> yeah. So no, folks, I remember it was one Friday. <laughs> it was busy and you just snapped, you're trying to explain something and Isla nobody was listening or nobody was getting it oh, there wasn't there I think I put a shite session out like I, I thought I was writing a session plan and I'm like right this will see when you're writing a session plan and you're unsure if it or you write it but you're so stubborn you won't you, change it you won't change it during the session because <laughs> like that's a fucking more caught and then you just and then I just get an impair and I'm like no nah, I'm not changing this I just did something stubborn within me I don't know why mate and then I just, everybody's like this is fucking crap this is too long this is, and I'm just like go on there and that's that's it that's the beauty isn't it being a coach or being a trainer or a personal trainer is learning my experience that for fucking session isn't it working don't be too stubborn no, just, just change it and go and move on with it I think as well there was that evolution so when you first start and you're small and everything's kind of fun because you've just got a small group of people you don't you don't worry about these things but health and safety isn't a thing like no. you know we had people doing absolutely well, wait, well, you can remember the first 15 me- the first fi- <laughs> <laughs> the first 15 the first 15 members were were like my Gary my mate and then <laughs> all his family remember yeah, it was <laughs> it was the one that sat in the chair Jona sat in a chair for six months and was telling everybody she was going to this boot camp, fucking working hard. <laughs> but I remember like some of the warm up was like folk would like jumping each other's backs and yeah. giving each other piggybacks. But obviously then we had more people coming in and people of different ages, sizes, yeah. weights. So obviously I had to ditch that because you kind of just have like somebody that's 20 stone jumping and somebody that's 8 stones back like, it doesn't work in the wheelbarrows and that, you're just, this is all learning isn't it you're just like fucking hell one night this doesn't work that doesn't work and it, it was a big learning curve mate it was a big learning curve coaching it was a big learning curve business as well for the two of them Dave, I don't know if you remember this one mate but I remember we had this trialist she'd obviously just started and we had this community of people that had been together for months on end so maybe 20, 30 people <laughs> <clears throat> and there was the drill was people were to do an exercise or somebody was to run around the court twice or something like that and this girl was just new and I remember people <laughs> booing her because she was taking so <laughs> taking off. so long to do it fuck off <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a toxic boot camp doesn't it <laughs> it doesn't like I think it's because we had this obviously we had this like it wasn't they weren't trying to be toxic that was just the sort of banter that the boot camp had where people yeah. were like hurry up yeah. you're being too slow like move it but this last year was just brand new. Yeah. We had to like, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Oh, that's torture. I can't remember that, mate. It must have been off that night. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe me for a <laughs> Oh, this is like some of the stuff. I never even sat down last night and, and wrote anything, so now things would just come back to me and it would be better that way instead of writing stories down because there's that much stuff. That so ma- I knew that I, I wrote some down because I, I thought back to myself, where did we start? Like, see, just thinking about the winter. No, we're talking about the good times, but how, how, 
So everybody's thinking about starting an outdoor boot camp. Remember in Scotland or the UK, remember the winters? Oh. Couldn't feel my fingers and my toes for fucking four months. <laughs> 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 I already have cold weather fucking injuries on my fingers and yep. toes for Norway and the Marines. I was like, I can't feel these. My Marines are damaged still yeah. from from doing that. And <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know, like, you do look back and I think, you just did it. Like, things like people getting out of the car, mate, and sliding in the car park. That, that, that's why I take my hat off to is... We were turning up and doing the sessions, but we still had 20 people in the winter, freezing. E- easily, mate. So just that winter there, it was minus nine. Mm-hmm. That, there must have been about 15, 16 people turned up in the, se- the session. Which the is crank. mad, mate. <laughs> just like, it's minus nine, man, and they're not, they're all wrapped up, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Can't even move, <laughs> running around the fucking tennis court because I've got that many layers oh, on. I do Honestly, it always thinks my mind. And that, that's what you're, you're, you're coming back to. See, when you build a community and people are partying, they're, they're not necessarily coming for the fitness, they're coming no. for the community aspect and their pals who are there. Because you kind of know what happens if you don't turn up, you get slated for slated everybody else. for the next set. Where, where are they being? Yeah. Or, or obviously, they get slated. Obviously, I hope they're all right as well. But uh, it was it was some, it was some time, the early days were, were chaos, mate, carnage. But it was why the fondest memories until... I'd say until lockdown hit, and then we hit the fucking big red panic button. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a button like, you can like, push, we were pushing it. Like, like majority of people, I guess, back then. But that, I also enjoyed that period, the lockdown. I thought that was, it was, it was good in the sense that what we delivered to the people. I think what we delivered, mate, and this is, no disrespect to anybody that does an online business and all that now, but, we were delivering something that was worth thousands of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to membership. Yeah, we have to membership in price. Went for fucking 80 quid to 40 and people were like, fucking hell man, I'm getting, I'm getting overtime for my work with furlough as well. Uh, and we were scraping by, but in like, we are basically delivering, I don't know, I just remember sitting in front of that computer doing session after session. Yeah. It was like a full day's work and then we're delivering, we're doing like challenges for them. Yeah. And, Q&As and... All sorts of quizzes. quizzes. <laughs> I forgot about the quizzes, mate. All sorts, mate. It's fucking madness. So it was all sorts during that time. That three months was... It was amazing because the weather was good as well. Everybody was in good yeah. spirits. People were doing... Because people never really did anything they do, mate, except for you either did fitness or you just did fuck all, really, did you? No, and I think as well, nobody really knew when it was going to end. Yeah. Like, we kept getting told two weeks two weeks and we're back out but it never happened yeah and I think that was probably what kept people going was the, they were still getting to exercise outside but they were like in two weeks we'll, we'll be back out where are we again <laughs> <laughs> never happened but I remember was it during the first lockdown that we did the back to back marathons back to back marathons for the food banks that's a that's a great memory that so it is um First one, I think we raised, what, six and a half grand? Maybe that was more than that, the first it, one. Oh, I think you're right, seven, it was, something, eight, no, eight. It, was, it was nearly ten grand Fuck for the first one. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, so we had we had the full membership, hundreds of people running for 24 hours, and everybody had a time slot. That's right. It was, it was a time slot for an hour they had to run. Time slot for an hour, but so obviously... So ran or walked it, didn't they? Some of the time slots had, like... Four or five four or people. Five, four or five people running at that Apart time. And we done it all we right for 20. And it, it, aye, it was a loads. And we split it between the uh, food banks in Glasgow, Hamilton and Kilmarnock. I think they all got about three grand each. And you're right, actually. 
roughly that for the first one. The first one. Uh, the made, first one so we, we done it. it twice, and then the second one we made about six. We did it twice. Yeah. We oh, because we did it for the Monroes, didn't we? we? Did it for. <laughs> no, we did it. That was the third one we done. We did that food bank then and after. Sure, we done it three times. Did we? Yeah. Two, two, two runs. Two runs, and then oh, I think you might be right. Actually, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sure. Sure, we did. I just remember the first. The first one was like, well, we'll try because obviously you tried it before. Santa Dash, maybe it was the Santa Dash. Oh, we did the Santa Dash as well. I think it was the Santa Dash. The second one we raised the money for. I think you're right. You did that one in Pollock Park, didn't you? Pollock Park, aye. Did we do? I did one in Kelly. Did we have Hamilton at the time? Or we did Hamilton, aye, Hamilton. Hamilton did it as well. Yeah, Hamilton did it as well. He did it around Strathclyde Park, so they did. Ah, so they did. That's right. Kelly, they did it. Well, did you do it? We ran just run, when we started the arena and then kind of ran around Kelly. Ran around Kelly and we did Pog. So I we did loads of charity. We've done loads of charity things, loads, uh, loads. loads of money as well. So I did, I'd also done, well, where that idea come from, the four back-to-back marathons is when I att- right. attempted it <laughs> running for Liverpool to Manchester and back with, with a guy who was in the Marines. What's his name? Disney. Disney, that's what I remember. It was Somebody search. If you're watching the search, a guy called Lord, his first name's Lord Disney. <laughs> is that his actual name, mate? No, it's not his actual name, but he gets called Lord Disney. He's just mad, just a mad guy, does mad challenges, so yes. That was one of them, he just messaged me. Oh, well, I seen he was doing it, and I message says, I'll come and help, like, run some of the, the, yep. the legs with him. And I thought, you know what, I'll try and run the full challenge. And then, I don't think, I don't think... We actually took. I don't think he actually took time to like realize what time of year it was. I think it was a Hurricane <coughs> Katrina. Honestly, so we soon started running. It was just like gale force winds and rain, and trees were blown over and all. And I'm just like, I'm never making this under. I never got that mindset. I don't know bad. I got seventy four miles and I had to come off. But how many miles? Hundred and four miles. Four back to back marathons in twenty four hours. Then I went to attempt it for the second time with Andy Dunn from Glasgow to Edinburgh and back. I think we got 62, 63 miles in the knees and the legs just seized up. I think that one was worse because you kind of had a, you had a memory of what it feels like. What it feels like, but what, it gave me the idea is if you're going to do something like that, you have to really just dedicate all your time yet. Aye, which is a lot your of time. Your nutrition, your training, every single day has to be like a programme. This is what I'm training for to go and Run 104 miles. Obviously, you get guys like David Goggins, you need his boots. He's like, I just jumped up and fucking ran 104 miles and I scraped around it in my life. You know, I've done that, mate, and I know the pain you get to these certain things. And it's fair play if you can do an hour 30 miles with your legs off, seized up and broke. Bro, it's just like that's unhuman, like, isn't it? Uh, he's, he's not even in the 1%, mate. He's like 0.01% because. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, like somebody like yourself, marine background, tough. Yeah. And you're like, I can't push on for 30 miles. And he thinks, oh, that's all right. I'll just, I'll just get in the bothers at all. Like, I've, I've said to myself, I'm got to, when I do have the time, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it in a better climate. When he's, he was doing it in a nice climate, sun, do you know uh, what I mean? Sunny enough, rain and, and trees falling down. And no being excuses here. <laughs> Sounds like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> so as but no, I've got to go. I've says to myself, I'll go for time. Not sure when. I'm not going to put a time frame on it. But I always, always in it. Get, get. I'll put a note right now that say no, Adam. If she comes <laughs> to you and says you want to do it with me, <laughs> run it, run a, run a leg or whatever. But this time I would do. I would. I think I would do it 
just like a running track. Oh, really? So you've got stations. So I think it makes more sense from a practical setup point of view, but I don't know how it would be for your pra- mind. Pra- practical, mate, I think. With all the admin and I've run 5k around the track, mate, pe- it was brutal. Pe- people falling and just realising you've got 24 hours just to keep going. Uh, just to keep going? Just to keep going. Is that, that's probably what I should have done with that one instead of trying to run. I think I like the idea. Mean, destination like to destination. A start to an end. Yeah. It's only the idea. So you know, you're going, to, you're going to Edinburgh then back, weren't you? Glasgow to Edinburgh and then back to Glasgow. It's only the idea coming back. That's what it was, mate. It was coming back. We got to the point and you're like, oh, fuck, your legs are seizing up here. I've told this, this, these stories loads of time, but when I was training for like half marathons and runs and that, I'm a fucking nightmare, mate. I don't like coming back on myself. Mm-hmm. So I just get calm until it drop me off. And then and run back. And just them. run back yeah. so that I've got no choice it's to come back. It's psychological, isn't it? It's yeah, in the head. You're like, oh, no, I need to come back. All that pain. As mates, it's in the head. Everything's, like, for instance, could I have cracked on and done another 24 mile with my mindset? Who knows? Do you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? My mind gave up before my body. My body could have still kept moving. Sore, very, very oh, sore and struggling, but it could have kept... And that's where you go. What if that was a life or death situation? Would I've kept moving? Fucking right, I would have, wouldn't I? You, you would have. That's, that's the thing. You would have, mate. <laughs> Do you just, know what I mean? But I knew I could get. Co- common sense prevails, then. Then you know you're like. Then you know you can because I that's the human mind's mad and I reckon obviously life or death adrenaline then comes into play as well, isn't it? It's not adrenaline when it's pissing down. You there's no there's no consequence really. Are you yeah. stopping? Yeah. Yeah. So I that so that was born for the fourth back to back marathons and we did it with the members and raised all it, it was how much I just jumped onto it, but uh-huh. like four just dead, like oh, give me this time slot and that's when we had to look like, right, you're gonna have to triple five time people yeah. up at the time slots and four were jumping on doing their videos saying that's me, I've done yeah, it. Loving it, it was great. Raised loads of loads of money for for the food bank, so it was. Apart from we get the shite times. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> in the mornings the shite times are probably twelve to four in the morning. Uh, I would say. Just three in the morning. Aye, I, I, we took the hit in that. Didn't nah, we? We did, because didn't. Was, there was nobody around, was <laughs> We organised it. Then for there, come out of lockdown and the boot camp took a big boom again. It was booming again because everywhere else was still shut and we were outside. I think that was part of it at the time, and then there was again kind of when you opened up. The only thing that was opened up was. Fitness. That was all you were allowed to do. So people were like, yes, not done it in ages. What can we do? Fitness. Yeah. That was like, fitness is almost like the new equivalent of going to the pub. Yeah. It was just like a catch up for people. And again, we, we were booming. I think the problem then came when <clears throat> the restrictions started to get eased and people wanted to do all our stuff with their life. They wanted to go to the pub because they hadn't been in years. Holidays as well. <clears throat> holidays, you name it. So all of a sudden... <laughs> Fitness wasn't really such a... I think it was still there, but I think with the outdoor thing, when it all, everybody started doing it, so everybody who was a personal trainer, a coach, or uh, a gym, they all went outdoors and did, delivered, and that probably born a probably saturated the outdoor market going forward. I think it did saturate the outdoor market, and I think... Because everybody thought, oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> but, but then, the usual happened, mate. The winter that everybody forgets about yeah. came. And again, I think we did okay that winter. I always remember winters were tough, but mate, like... Where do, where do, obviously, since, I'd say since, I'd say the trajectory was when we started, as we spoke about there, as we went home all the way up, then we hit lockdown, and then we had a big turnover, I remember, then just different factors, people losing their job, or whatever it is, through that. I don't think we ever recovered back to post-lockdown, within the sort of numbers that we had 
No, the, I, the, the, I'd say the the vibe. Is that I, I, feel, I don't know, mate. I feel there's some sort of since that lockdown happened, there's been a change of atmosphere in, in the, <laughs> the world. In the world. I think there's a lot of factors here, mate. I think one, we've been doing it for three, four years by this point. Maybe we'd lost a wee bit of our X factor. Mm, possibly. Two, we'd, we'd grown to such lengths. We talked about us being a two-man band. For, for so long, we were a two-man band. But we did, we did have instructors, so we did have six instructors. We did, and then, but I think that was probably the changing point for us, really, was we brought in instructors. We weren't as present at the sessions. I just think from there... It's hard. So it's ah, like people it, buy into people. The, the community was harder because there wasn't as much banter from me and you. Yeah. We didn't know everybody as well. Even like, I remember times going up to like Hamilton, even Paul, you know, the later days, and people knew who I was, but I didn't really know who they were. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really like that because before, before when it was just us, mate, we knew everybody. everybody yeah. Of the first and second names. Yeah, of the 200 people that were there, I knew everybody, I knew something about them. Mm -hmm. There wasn't, if someday, if I went to a session, there was somebody there that shouldn't be there, but take it, you're new. Yeah. I, I knew straight away, but. I think I that, that was probably one of the biggest compliments we used to get. I don't I know how you know everybody's name. There's definitely people always used and to that, say. And that, I think that's what I, people love their names. So if you can remember somebody's name and take some time just to call them by their first name, sometimes I was calling them all sorts of names. Some people, <laughs> but at least you're calling them a name that you think it is. Do you know oh, what I mean? Definitely. And I don't know why people don't do that. Why do people not stop people? Like, say I'm caught, you call somebody <laughs> Karen and her name's fucking Jillian. Yeah. And you're like, Karen, and she's just gone along with it. Because then what happens is two weeks down the line, I'm you're still calling you Karen. Stop, stop. <laughs> I, and then it goes back to that. The moment's passed where you can correct them. So yeah. you're like, well, I just need to fucking go with it. Yeah. But there have like a few times I remember we're like shouting their names. Like, and we're both looking at each other like, yeah, and I think that's probably, you're probably right there, mate, it's coming to, like, out of lockdown in the last couple of years, had, was the, 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 there was a struggle with our time being split, the world was changing, as you say, we probably lost our motivation and our drive for that sort of, what we wanted to do, boot camps and stuff, aye, and it's, it's probably why, it, no, I wouldn't say... It wasn't at the levels it was, but aye, time moves, doesn't it? And you move and you grow as a person as well. I think as well, for me personally, see when, like the Saturday Funday sessions was always for me, like the session that I loved the most because it was only one session and there was normally, particularly like in Kelly, the sessions were always like 30, 40 people. It was mm -hmm. always busy. And I always get like a wee buzz off the busy sessions. And I think it was probably the quieter sessions where I started to struggle when you're turning up and there was maybe only 10 or 12 people and it didn't have that same buzz as it once had, and I found that harder. And that, that was probably when we were like, instructors can take some of the quieter sessions. Yeah. Business was... And it's not like... I still delivered. still yeah. was interested in people. It just it was different when you were turned up and there was 40 people and yeah, you were doing it and you were solely invested in it. Yeah, it's like that. that as you can imagine, like a foot, maybe a football player playing in front of fifty thousand to then going and playing in front of thirty. It's not the. It's not the same adrenaline. No, it definitely is not. I think that's how you probably these like footballers and that struggle when they leave because of the such the highs. It's just the same, isn't and, it? And then they they, they they finish football and they're like, "Is that where's, yep. my, where's my high coming for on a Saturday?" Or uh, uh, 
there's my adrenaline, there's my dopamine coming from and that's how you can see dirty things like maybe gambling or drugs or drink or whatever get down the wrong path I right? so I thought that was just when you were saying that is like having the big numbers there's a better buzz about the sessions uh, and a, th- you get a better buzz for delivering, delivering the session as opposed to a smaller group so I think for me it was just changing and because I was going through a big growth period personally during building this book mm-hmm. camp where I was coming out at the time of my life of being in the Marines and that past time I was going through, not going through a lot of shit when I say that but I was still probably struggling as a man with frustrations and trying to heal myself and yep. stop drinking stop all the, the gambling and this period of time where I started the boot camp was a massive period of healing and growth for me so that evolution coming through that served me well because I was still working on myself per- personally yep. you know what I mean trying to sort my stuff out so Going through all that in company where I've got now and the route I wanted to take, I it's just that's it, mate. You change and you grow as a person. It is evolution, isn't it? Evolution, like it, yeah. It happens and like I think like all the stuff I went through with the boot camp, it's made me a different person, a better person. Yeah, you've just well, like mate, I think what it's made, we've made done me it all. is better dealing with people, mate. Yeah, I, like, I feel that's the biggest that's the biggest takeaway I've took for deal with running boot camps and, that, well. and mul- multiple people through a different well, a different ways of thinking yeah, ways I, of life like I've, I've seen a massive evolution in you from like the guy that I first met like I remember telling you the first time like you need to make a video for us mate and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> I was like we need to make videos we need to make it and you're like Right, and to be fair, I can remember the very. I think I've yeah. talked about it on this podcast about the very first video and being nervous and insecure about my voice because uh, my brother and all my family used to slag me when I was younger. Do you know what yep. I mean? And I'm like, I made that video and then my brother slagged me to death. For it. <laughs> Took the piss right out of me, so he did. And, uh, and it was the five things about body fit camp. Yeah, and I can always remember the first one was you're not a pin number. <laughs> Referring to your no pin number, oh. I got to the gym. Honestly, there, God, there's been some good videos that we've yeah. and some fun, me- like some fun members and some. Like we- the only thing I'll say is we missed out on merchandise, mate. Yeah. All through the time in body fit, like we talked about it so many times. Like, we even had some t-shirts at one t-shirts, point, but yeah. people were asking for all sorts. <laughs> yeah. What was the what was the phrase? Well, was, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the phrase that people were asking a t-shirt. Yeah. We did, I think we did the very first as you said the very first time we get merchandise was right at the start to convince yep. people to <laughs> sign up for a £35 <laughs> membership no right. membership went up and down it started at 35 then went to 69 69 yeah and then it went to 80 quid 80 and then it oh, it clinged 80 was actually I think like it's probably bang on the money bang on the money for, for, what you, for what we delivered what and we, what we did what we did and, and hitting obviously the where, where the areas we were in I think People will still always compare us to, I can do a class in Pure Gym for 20 quid. But anybody, I hope people watch this that came to boot camp and comment and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like it, it, I think it's a great starting point. It, it wasn't just a class, mate. It was a, it was a pure community mm-hmm. of people that came together and people that came from such diverse backgrounds and they yeah. all just came together as, as one. Yeah, and it's for anybody watching this, it's a great starting point for your fitness journey is joining Huge. Join, joining a community a boot camp as opposed to going and joining a gym 
because you're more likely to stick it with the, part, the friends and that you make, do you know what I mean? I, I look back at some of the people that have been at Bootcamp, mate, still friends with me on Facebook, and some of them have done incredible things. Like, yeah. If you remember Lorna, she climbed yeah. the mountains. To- yeah. to- do you remember Tony that came to Bootcamp? Yeah. He ran... <laughs> You ran half marathon there in like one hour yeah. eleven minutes. Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? Like madness. Like some people come and you're like, ah, you can just see their growth. You see their journey as well and their evolution uh-huh. of fitness and health, and then they go on and do amazing things. And I think as well, it's nice when people have their own evolution from boot camp. Like they come so far off, I mean. We're just we're two guys outside with a bunch of kettlebells. <laughs> <laughs> People's fitness is yeah. great considering what the tools that we had. Yeah. And sometimes people go along so far and then they get to the stage like, right, I need to maybe do some need to move on. weights or yeah. do something else. And, and that's life. life that's, that is life. That, that's life change. And that's embrace change. That's what I've realised mm-hmm. is, yeah, you do, that's part of your journey. This is a starting point, right? What's, what's next? So I just... To sum things up, to summarise your time over the last five, six years with the body fit, what would you, what would you say? Uh, it's, been, it's honestly been a joy. Like I, I look back with such fond memories. I think I'm glad we've stopped it when we have, because maybe I wouldn't have such fond memories of all the people. You know, like whenever I think of body fit, I always straight away think of like Fiona Campbell, Brian's and stuff like that. People that have just been with us through the whole entire yeah. journey no matter what, <laughs> no matter all the fucking hairbrain ideas that we've had and there's there's been plenty <laughs> they've always just oh, we'll just do that just stuck with it Um, it was, it was honestly been a joy mate yeah and it's probably I'd probably summarise that as well exactly the same as you mate it's just a big period I look back in my life that's probably got to be the foundations of where I'm going next and yep. writing a new chapter and I've learned so much from all the members, I've learned so much about myself and the the biggest bad experience taking into this next chapter with the live and kicking stuff that we're doing is having all that experience and helping that all the different people with all the different types of problems has been massive for me, mate, just in terms of my own personal experience and where obviously we're going to take next. So I the boot camps were fun, mate. A wee bit of boot camp chronicles there. We will come back and do a part two oh, as well. There's loads, isn't there? Uh, lo- was, I mean, we've only really, that was only really, I was talking to lockdown there, mate. <laughs> yeah. The stuff after, we've still not even talked about half the crazy no, ideas we've no, had. Honestly, there, there's, there's loads, but we'll come back, we'll come back to it. But for now, that, 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 <laughs> that'll do it. So if you want to, I say you've got to join Body Fit Camp, you're nobody about to do that anymore. <laughs> if you want to come and work with myself and Adam and the Live and Kitting and join an amazing community, guys, and get yourself on that path, then just simply send me a little DM after this podcast and we'll get you moving. Cheers. <laughs>